0: Welcome everyone to the next set of videos and actually the last set of videos for big data systems and in this video um, we will talk or this series of videos will talk about benchmarking and measurement. So the idea is that I give you an overview of performance analysis and some details on how to quickly estimate performance, then uh, talk about some of the typical measurements uh, that you would take. In order to estimate or to see what is the system's performance. Um, then I'll show you some benchmarks, uh, first like a generic benchmark or um, let's say a um, baseline benchmark in, in terms of uh, data throughput, which is sorting, and then an end-to-end uh, big data benchmark named Bench. and then I'll talk a bit about fair benchmarking. And especially the measurement and statistics part is based on the book, um, The Art of Computer Systems Performance Analysis and the accompanying um, course at the Washington University in St. Louis uh, by Rash Jain. So you can find a lot of more details in the book and in his lecture. So um, well, uh, the idea is today we'll talk about measurement. And uh, and performance analysis, and this is really required on all levels. And this really depends on on what you're interested in, right? So it doesn't really make sense to do hardware benchmarking if you need to know something about application performance. At the same time, um, application performance really often is not like a direct uh, or yeah, direct measure. For hardware performance. so Because there, we know there's lots of levels in between and lots of things might actually slow down an application, independent of the hardware uh, performance. So where we do our measurement and our benchmarking really depends on our research question. So do we want to know what is the performance of the hardware or do we want to know what is the performance of the application? Or what is the performance of our system, say our file system, our data management, etc. And um, based on that, we need to do separate uh, benchmarking. And so why do we want to measure in the first place? And the problem is that systems are increasingly complex. So we already saw that typical big data systems are actually comprised of many individual subsystems. And this gives an additional level of complexity. And if you think about, internet companies, then a single transaction can span thousands of components or even thousands of nodes. So if you think about your typical uh, web query, this will go to many different uh, systems and many different, um, let's say, components that basically try to analyze what is most relevant for you. At the same time, systems that collect your information, that uh, store statistics, et cetera, pr- provide ads. And so these are all separate systems. And so this means uh, we have to measure where time goes, actually, if we have such a, such a setup. And um, at the same time, uh, expectations for for the performance of systems is decreasing. So if you think about web pages, for example, the page load time decreases. And this has, of course, been going on. So when the internet was young, um we were willing to wait quite a bit of time in order for a web page to load, but this goes steadily down. And um, these days, if a page takes more than 30, uh, more than three seconds, then typically consumers will leave this page. And that means at the same time, if uh, you have low performance in your systems, this costs a lot of money. And it's not rare, right? So this happens all the time. So I've been collecting some of the things. Um, some of the websites uh, where I see saw this behavior. And so this can happen anywhere, right? In your mail program, if you book flights, or uh, say, for example, if you want to leave your country. So the last one, the server error, this one was actually the Canada immigration website when Trump was elected. So how do we deal with this? Uh, We have to measure. So we have to basically estimate performance and see what is the performance. Can our system sustain uh, what we require? And well, often you might say, well, my system doesn't have millions of users. So this is not really my problem. But say, for example, you're doing data analysis. This is an iterative process, right? So we, we talked about this. Uh, you have feature extraction, parameter tuning, etc., and it's supposed to be interactive. This means if any step is slow, um, then everything will be slow, and basically your productivity goes down a lot. Um, so, uh, and at the same time, anything might happen, right? At the same, like you have an interesting website. Um, your website is featured on uh, some kind of social media, website gets um, a lot of attention, then all of a sudden your customers increase by a factor of 10. Or you want to measure more things, right? You have more instrumentation. Then this also means that all of a sudden everything gets slower. Or um, rather than doing this iterative slow process where you take a long break in between every step or you wait over a day, uh, what if you want to analyze your data in real time? So all of that is basically um, problems where you need to know uh, where does performance go? Where does time go? And for this, we want to measure. So in order to understand the system performance, we typically try uh, to do multiple things, or we can do multiple things. So the first thing is we can do modeling. And a very simple way of doing this is back of the envelope calculation. I'll explain this in a couple of slides uh, next. And um, then, of course, we can do a detailed analytical model. So we can model all of the subsystems, all of the components, and then estimate the performance based on that. At the same time, of course, we can measure. right? So we have an experimental design, and we have uh, benchmarks, and we measure the individual components. We measure the end-to-end system. And uh, furthermore, we can also do simulation. And this is something we don't do as much. That's why I have it grayed out. But it's another way of doing things, especially if we don't really have access to the real um, system, um, to some kind of uh, good model or something. Um, then we can use emula- emulation or simulation. Say, for example, we want to test something or we want to know something about a certain kind of hardware that we don't have yet. So then we need to simulate, that doesn't exist yet. And um, then there's a, a rule of validation. So if you want to know something about performance and you want to n- make sure that this performance number actually makes sense, it, it should be, uh, you should use multiple techniques. And typically um, in our case, we do modeling and experimentation uh, in order to validate this. Because often you're not sure what you're actually measuring, right? So it might, very easily uh, be the case that you're measuring your your actual performance analysis tool because it cannot sustain the system or there's some kind of bottleneck that you didn't think of. So that's why you always should also model. At the same time, only modeling won't necessarily give you um, good results because you might just forget something in your model. So you should always um, use two techniques. Uh, when um, estimating performance or when measuring performance. And uh, so what we often do is we validate measurements with a model. Or uh, we basically validate our model with measurements. So one way would be I do, um, I do basic, uh, like basic modeling in terms of a back of the envelope calculation, and then I try to measure things with an experimental design. And if there's a large divergence, then I know something is wrong. Um, if the numbers are the same or in the same ballpark, um, then I know okay, this is uh, this makes sense, right? So then uh, I have a higher confidence that my results actually are good. And so with that, we'll first start and uh, in the next video look at back of the envelope calculation.